0: Higher prices caused by inflation have eroded our day-to-day purchasing power. And while the rate increases by the Bank of Canada have helped reduce inflation, many Canadians still lie awake at night anxious about the impact of inflation on their investments. Inflation does affect long-term retirement planning. Protecting the wealth you've accumulated throughout your lifetime, whether it's in the form of real estate, cash, automobiles, commodities, or various other kinds of investments, to name a few, has become much more difficult than it once was the world has become more volatile and coupled with increased life expectancy, it means that individuals need to have a comprehensive plan that's robust enough to withstand the many risks that can occur throughout a lifetime. I'm Wayne Nelson, and on today's show, I'm joined by Sherry McMillan, founder and CEO of McMillan Estate Planning, to discuss some of the proactive strategies that can counteract the risks a person may encounter during their lifetime so they can have peace of mind knowing their wealth is protected. Sherry, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: Wayne. All right. Now, before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the Macmillan team will be hosting two virtual webinars on Thursday, March 7th, and again, Thursday, March 21st, both days at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, call Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or go online at macmillanestate.com. So, Sherry, let's start off today by talking about some of those popular strategies that families are currently employing to protect their wealth.
1: Well, as you made mention as we came into the program today, um, the only thing that is predictable is unpredictability is going to continue if we're living that long into retirement. So, you know, being decades ahead, we're going to experience all kinds of things, hopefully not as volatile as we've been experiencing this last decade. But, you know, no one would have forecast some of the adventures we've been on more recently. So one of the most important things, I think, when we're planning for using these uh, assets that we've created and crafted in our lifetime for our retirement phases of life is to build in these protective strategies that can weather different storms that we will face, just a matter of the severity of them truly. So one of the predominant tools that we use, Wayne, and it's a tried, tested, and true um, opportunity for all of us. We've been using it um, abroad in England and the United States for literally hundreds of years. And that particular tool is called trust planning. And it's not a secret. The wealthy have always used trust planning to protect themselves and their assets. And these tools have become much more user-friendly, and adaptive to a modern family. So the interesting part is trusts are very, very flexible because you're the author of how the trust will be utilized, how those assets can be used and by whom. So you can put into trust any guideline you so choose as you're the author. And the other interesting part is in crafting, you can actually have a trust last literally for generation after generation. So. You can be forethinking, you know, towards the grandchildren. You can be thinking even into great-grandchildren if you so choose. So this does afford wealthy families and business owners, uh, farm families, people that have wealth, to have a measure of control not only during their lifetime to protect themselves for this longevity into retirement, but also to help employ a good stewardship of their wealth in the generations to come. And there's always a fear by most of our families that have affluence that they don't want their wealth to what we call ruin their children or spoil their children such that their children don't come into their own and live up to their own potential. And so this type of tool can author and give a lot of control and mentorship to the children that are going to steward this wealth in the next generation.
0: What you're saying, Sherry, is that each trust is unique to each individual or each family's circumstance. And it can be planned that way, very specifically outline uh, a whole different set of criteria per individual.
1: That's right. And I think it should be, Wayne, because we're all unique families in the community. First of all, we've crafted our wealth from a particular position and belief system and values, and so we like to share those with our family units and have them not make the mistakes potentially that we made. For example, putting everything in the, to penny stocks and just hoping for the best. Our children and grandchildren don't need to be, learn these life lessons the hard way. Alternatively, a, a trust can honor your life's work and put in guidelines that you feel you know are appropriate to your values and beliefs. So, for example, when some of our clients have created affluence. Through real estate, we'll put in guidelines of we are going to support you if you continue to buy, you know, a primary home, a couple rental properties. So the trust becomes a mentorship for the children, and they're learning from your wisdom and experience. And I think one of the wonderful things about that is you are the one holding the wisdom, and so by documenting it in this way, your children can take that and use that information to their advantage. So not just stewarding potentially what you've left them well, but actually even growing it further.
0: All right. Now we've talked about what a trust can do. So let's just take a few steps back if we can. The definition of a trust, um, what is it exactly in terms of legality or financial or estate planning?
1: Sure. So essentially it's just a A legal relationship is what a trust is that maintains the ownership of a particular asset or group of assets, and the trustee, which is basically the manager of the trust, manages on behalf of a select number of beneficiaries that you select. So a perfect example of this is a family cottage. You can set up a family cottage trust where the trust is the owner of that asset, and then you can build in guidelines of how the family unit can utilize the cottage. Things like how many weeks everybody receives a year, what clean is by definition, um, who's going to cover you know, maintenance costs, and so building it like a business plan for the family so that way there's no conflict occurring because there's a set of guidelines laid out. So a trust is a very unique, customizable tool, but this legal relationship allows you to govern. One thing that I think is really important is... Trust provides so many fundamental protections beyond the governance that a lot of people are not aware of. So, for example, there's a lot of tax opportunities in using a trust. One of the more important ones today is matrimonial protection. So, for example, if you leave that cottage to your children and your children experience a divorce, if it's in trust, they don't have to share that asset in in the event of a divorce or a matrimonial breakdown. Another one that's important today is credit protection. So lots of people are entrepreneurs or professionals like doctors, lawyers, accountants, and they have what we call a look-through. So they are not protected when they own assets directly, but they are protected if they own them by a trust. So this gives entrepreneurs and professionals liability protection. But even retirees need that nowadays because a lot of retirees are boards of directors or snowbird and you know have liability in that regard. So that is you know, just some of the high-level benefits. You can see how powerful a trust can be in so many ways in a family unit.
0: So it's like an umbrella over your entire estate.
1: That's right, and it, it protects you from all of the rainy days that we're going to have in your years to come and in the decades ahead. So there's going to be a great deal of risk associated with having decades into retirement. So even if you have, you know, solidified that you've taken out the market risk in your portfolio, for example. Well, do you still have credit risk if you're on a board of directors? Sure. If you're not on a board of directors, but you have everything in the stock market, do you have market risk? So these are all the types of things that we have to give contemplation to when we're designing our state so that it does not only remain intact, for the good of our children, but more importantly for ourselves because we are living so long into retirement, we, we need to know and have certainty that it's going to be there for us.
0: Sherry, we're going to have to take a break, but before we do, a reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting two virtual webinars on Thursday, March 7th, and Thursday, March 21st, both days at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. You'll need to register ahead of time, though, so contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can go to their website for more information at com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.